Hello, I'm Marie Sneeman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others. Introducing you to a range of wellness professionals ready to inform and inspire. Today's topic is conscious journaling. Access your body mind and change your life. My guest is Dr. Elsie Mayer, educational psychologist trained in hypnotherapy, kinesiologist, teacher and author from Pretoria. Welcome back, Elsie. Hello, Mariette, and thank you so much for having me again. To our listeners, after our conversation, Elsie will give us her three tips on a joyful life. And then it will be fun question time. Elsie, for listeners who haven't heard our episode on how to reconnect your mind and body, could you please tell us about your work? Yes, I am a, a psychologist and I also do group work such as chakra dance. And I always strive to teach my clients that life is not only about the mind. Life is about much more. But it's so important to connect to the body-mind, to take the inner journey. Because that is where our true wisdom lies. It's where we are healed and where we are calmed. That is my focus uh, when I work. I love incorporating expressive arts and that is where this series Conscious Journaling for Change comes from. I'm looking forward to hearing more about that. You've mentioned the word change and we live in a time of great change. Now you and I have spoken about this before, some changes we choose to make while others are forced upon us, as we all know, who have experienced the COVID-19 pandemic. Before we make the link between conscious journaling and optimizing change, what, Elsie, is journaling? Journaling is really a communication or a conversation with the pages of our journals. It's where we converse about our dreams, our fears, our experiences that we have. Our journaling practice often comes from the same need that we have when we build a good relationship with a friend. Because all the benefits that we can have in such a relationship can come from the journaling as well. It I just don't think the journal will enjoy a piece of cake or a coffee with us. <laughs> but the understanding, yeah, just the acceptance of the journal is really something. Why else do we journal? We will journal because we want clarity on issues. Uh, sometimes the journal is just a recording of events if we wish to record something that happens like a, a trip that we undertake or a very important part of our lives, a mother that have a baby might be too busy, but when you spend time with precious people, you might want to record and just dot down what 
what happened? What did you do together? What did you share? What did you exchange? There are actually so many reasons why people will journal. Our topic is conscious journaling. What is conscious journaling? Our consciousness is about being able to put our experience into words and it is to have a good communication because our conscious mind consists of two parts, the logical part and the imaginative or the creative part. And when we can balance them, we can have a lovely communication within our journey. But to really make it conscious, we need to allow it to be a two-way communication. It means that there's the expression, the writing down or the making an image or something about our experience. And then we need to stop and wait for the reflection to come back to us. And that's something I really have to teach some people is to listen and not to think what the answers or the reflection should be. Mm. So a conscious journaling rests on three pillars. The one is optimized communication. The second one is emotional expression. And the third pillar would be the inward journey. Elsie, I'm curious, where did your interest in journaling start? Marietta, I think it started where many of the listeners will also remember that they listened to or read a book of Julia Cameron, The Artist Way, or her book, The Sound of Paper. And I did some journaling from her books, and then I did a course with Eileen Paulson who you also know. Yes. And um, she really has uh, lovely courses on expressive arts. And I started incorporating that into my practice. Firstly, only into groups. But, you know, after the lockdown, so many things change. And today I find it is an integral part of my uh, individual sessions as well. You approach journaling in a unique way. Please tell us more. Yes, my end goal is really the inward journey. We often hear people tell us that we need to go within, but it's not always clear how. So I really approach the act of going within very seriously and make sure that that part of the journey really happens. But before it can happen, we have to sharpen our pencils to communicate. And it's not difficult. It's just we are so used to and trained to only use our reasoning ability, which is a very important ability, but we always have to remember that it's only 5% of our minds. And if we really want to go the full distance into the mind, we must bring the creativity on board. And to have the courage to do so, and the, what, what makes people so afraid of being creative as they are afraid they will be 
wrong or not right. And the creative mind allows us so much more freedom than the reasoning mind, who's always looking for the single right answer. But the creative mind will take us into different places and different give us different angles to view a problem from. And in that, we start creating something that is so important to me when we need to change and when we struggle with ourselves. And that gives us a much better perspective. And when we start allowing a better perspective, we really start the journey of self-mastery. And then the second thing, I really teach people not to have a monologue when they converse with a paper. And there, the second book of Julia Cameron is so beautiful, the title. It's my favorite title of all the books I've read, The Sound of Paper. And just to teach people to listen. Okay, the second uh, pencil that needs to be sharpened is our pencils to be able to express our emotions. And some people mistake this for we are going to suppress or run away from negative emotions. All our emotions are tools. And the negative emotions are also tools. But conscious journaling allows us to fully experience all our emotions. And when we express them, we actually initiate the healing of the emotion and of the event. And this is a beautiful process that allows us to just let the negative emotion go and just use the energy for something more positive without suppressing any emotion or event that can come up in future and really catch us in a way that's not desirable. There I want to just make use of an example. A carpenter who has a hammer and fix nails with it. While he's busy, he's called for dinner. He can't take his hammer with and try and have his dinner with a hammer instead of a, a fork. He will not succeed and it will be a struggle. And we often do that with our emotions. We do not deal with them. We do not drop them with our experiences. And we take it on with us in life. And then we see that our relationships with ourselves and with others and with life itself starts to struggle. And to me, this is also an important part of conscious journaling to accept experience and express our emotions. And then, of course, the inward journey, the last one, is very important. And this is important. And it takes us from, and I want to use these two words that I got from Carolyn Mace. She talks about the inner me and the inner self. The inner me is the part of us that focus on the outside life alone, never takes the inner journey. And the inner self is the part that we really discover when we take on the inner journey. And the stories of the two parts 
tell us what big difference it makes to take the inner journey. The stories of the inner me is full of self. What happened to them? The suffering. It's full of affirmation of the self. It might be full of self-pity, blame, and distorted experiences. And then we often get dishonest expression. It's not a lying. It's just not having a clear view of what really is happening in life. While the inner self, when they start to tell stories, the stories are full of spontaneity, curiosity, enjoyment. When they express, they do not have to express perfection. They express wholeness. And while the inner me paints a picture of an onlooker in life, where life happens to you, the inner self becomes the observer, which means look onto life, but there are neutral emotions when we see what is happening. The inner self becomes a participant and in the end a co-creator in life. I find the concepts of the inner self and inner me especially illuminating. Yes, they really can explain to us what the difference is and then a light comes on for, for people. Mm. Elsie, you offer workshops on conscious journaling and you teach participants to access their body-mind as today's topic indicates. What is the body-mind? I read the body-mind is found inside the body, but we will not see it on scans and x-rays or even blood tests. What we need to understand is that the body is the temple of God. And it's not only by eating right and having enough exercises and dressing the body in a nice way that honors our bodies. It's much more than that because what we are looking for in the temple of God is to be taught and we will find the wisdom there to be calmed and ultimately to be healed in any possible way. To understand the body-mind, we need to understand that the body-mind runs on energy and we have two main systems of energy in the body. The one is the meridian system that carries the energy within the body and that system can be either blocked or it can flow freely. When it's blocked, we start feeling discomfort this eases on an emotional, mental, or physical level. The chakras are really the energy systems that it reflects to the outer world what our mood is, what our outlook is. It reflects our expectations. But it's like a magnet. It also draws in the same kind of expectations, situations, that's why often people find that what happens to them matches their mood. So when we go on this inner journey, we are looking for the inner self and the, it's the word is felt sense. 
How does the body feel inside? We do not have to know how chakras work or where they are located. In the same way as we do not have to know how the gallbladder and the liver work when we eat and digest our food. We only have to be in touch with the body through the felt sense. That means that we take our five senses and we go within and we will sense colors, shapes, rhythms, movements, sounds, anything that we can sense on the outside, we will be able to sense on the inside when we are willing to stop and embrace the silence of the body-mind and then these senses will come to us. In your seven-week workshops, you teach participants to use their mind to allow change to work for them. And you believe that the mind has different dimensions or gears. Please tell us about these gears and the gear shifts we can make. Yes, the, the first gear of the mind is the logical gear because we can do so little without our logical minds. But then it's important to remember it's only the first little gear, 5% of the whole system. The next gear is the creative gear, which allows communication. And then we have the emotional gear. The moment we incorporate the emotional gear, we find that there's a difference in the fuel that is available for us to deal with a change. Some emotions provide a lot of energy to us and some emotions provide less energy. And in my workshop, I allow people to experience and explore the, the emotions that's actually blocked and do not allow enough energy. And that it's like oiling that gear. Once we can unstuck the emotional energy and go onto an emotion with more energy, we start flowing again. But the fifth gear is the gear that takes us into the body-mind. And that is the gear where we incorporate the felt sense. That is when we become participants in life, co-creators in life. And we have much more freedom and possibilities to live by. Elsie, what are the benefits of this journaling journey? Mariette, first I would say that the benefit is that we can start and to explore possibilities and to know that conscious journaling is not about finding the single perfect solution. That's the job of the logical mind. This is all about exploring possibilities. The second benefit is to know the inner self, to know the self. So often we only know ourselves in relation to what is the job, what are our relationship 
steps in life. I'm a mother, I'm a daughter, I'm an aunt, etc., etc. But the inner self has no tags like this. The inner self is really about what, what is my true assets, what's my values, and that is what we get to know here. And when we start expressing from within, we are calmer, we are wiser, and we are really more authentic. This is very important because life is not about finding a single right answer. Wisdom is never a, a very precise teaching. It's wisdom is guidelines offered to us. And when we connect to the inner self, a very important part comes in play, and that is our ability to discern. And that is one reason why people who are not used to the inner journey, where we find this inner compass that allow us to discern. And if we have trust in our own discernment, we will be willing to explore so much more of the inner unknown in life. And of course, lastly, the, the benefits is to work through tough emotions and leave behind all the experiences that keeps us from moving forward. Yes, lastly, uh, is actually working through beliefs. Our beliefs, according to my experience, is stored in the body-mind. And there I teach people a very special and, to me, valuable method to let go of the beliefs that do not serve us anymore. quick note on what I do and why I do it. I'm a content entrepreneur creating podcasts and articles for my own platform and for various magazines and digital platforms. My weekly podcast episodes and the articles on my website focus on emotional health, parenting, love relationships and the life challenges we all face. Each episode and article features a therapist coach or other wellness professional so you can get to know them and find an expert who will resonate with you should you need one. After all, online therapy and coaching means we can connect across continents. I love the fact that my website has had visitors from 100 countries and that I've featured 90 plus experts so far. Don't forget the up-close and personal articles on my website, which offer you a peek at the person behind the expert. If you're a wellness expert who'd like to be featured on my platform, just click on services on my website and then send me an email. Now, back to my guest. What prevents people from taking the inward journey that you've been talking about? Marietta, I often find it when people 
have jobs that where they have to reason all the time. It's like auditors or accountants. People, they have to find one single right solution. And they find it very difficult to incorporate first the creativity and then the emotionality of the mind in order to go into the body-mind because the in the emotions are really the bridges between the, the conscious mind and the body. And people who have a lot of monkey chatter are people who, who reason, even if their jobs do not require them to reason all day, they do that 24-7 and they find it very difficult to um, switch that off and just listen to the inner bodies. The, the second one is fears. And that's a pity to me. We are so conditioned to fear the unknown. And that is because we have lost connection to the inner body with the internal compass. And that prevents us from discovering the mystery of life. And if we do that, we miss out on so much wisdom and healing. Another reason I would say is because it became too easy today to medicate our uneasiness or our emotions like anxiety, anger, uncertainty. And those emotions are in reality our body-mind calling for our attention. It's an invitation to go within and find the healing there. But today... We believe that every disease can be medicated and we do not realize how we miss out on life. And yeah, then those people really find it difficult to go within. Or it's just so easy not to go and to take a tablet or a capsule and ignore the disease. I suppose if one has one of these things in one's life that prevent one from taking the inward journey, then this course that you're offering could really change one's life because I'm sure you, supports, you support the participants in a gentle way to move through these blocks. That's right, Mariette. It's not. It's an art to go into the body mind, because force will never take you into the body mind. It will be kindness and acceptance, and that is what we have to teach people to have for themselves. But there is a layer that prevents them, and. And I include myself. I experienced it many times that I want to work on an emotion. And it's especially an emotion with very low energy. The lowest two emotions there is shame and guilt. And it's not easy to work there because if we allow ourselves to experience it, we have little energy. But I really teach them just to Push through, because what we have to push through, Mariette, is the emotional debris that of all the emotions and the events that we suppressed in our subconscious minds in order to 
go forward in life. But if we just push through a bit and not go into the stories, because that is what happens. We go into the story that we associate with the guilt and the shame, but go into the shapes and the colors and the sounds that we hear. Very soon, we hit a neutral patch and suddenly it's easy to be there and the healing comes and the calm comes and then we affirm that healing with our senses and um, yeah it really becomes easier but we need to be kind with uh, ourselves when we want to take the inward journey. Mm. You have a conscious journaling workshop starting on the 12th of June, right? That's right, Mariette. Where can listeners learn about workshops like the one starting soon and about your work? Mariette, they can visit my website, lcmayer.co.za, or they can contact me via WhatsApp on 082. 082- Four six three four six nine four, and I'll send them information if they want to have information on the workshop or on the individual sessions that I give. I will give them all the information. And I'll attach the link to your website to this podcast, and then your WhatsApp number will be in the podcast notes. Okay, thank you so very much, Mariette. Now we're coming to your three tips on a joyful life. Yes. My first tip is, unfortunately, in the negative, stop being ordinary and stop trying to be perfect. Jung said, it's not about perfection. It's about wholeness. And to complement that outlook in life, It is also important to have a lot of whole foods in our diets. The third thing that I would say is that we have to make a point every day to do something for one's sake and one's sake only, and that is for the enjoyment of life. So many people really know what they do not like, but they... they stop knowing what they like because there's so much to do what we have to do. And if we just connect to our own enjoyment again, it's an automatic connection to the body-mind and we will start opening up the inward journey. And there we've come full circle. (laughs) Yes, yes. We cannot enjoy anything if we do not feel the enjoyment within the body. Mm. And that is why it's so important. Mm. Thank you, Elsie. May I now ask you a fun question? You may, Marie. <laughs> We're going to a fantasy world, right? Hey. Elsie, if the footsteps you leave when you are walking barefoot were to leave colored prints on the ground, which color would your footprints be? I love this question. 
The first color that came to my mind was orange, but then there was also a lovely green. And what would the reasons be for the orange and the green? Uh, I would say the orange is enjoyment and the green is healing. Oh, I like that. Thank you, Elsie. Thank you. That was a nice question. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for taking the time to explain conscious journaling to us and for showing us a way to engage with our inner world in a new and fresh way. And it was my pleasure, Mariette, and thank you so much to all of you for listening. Yes, I agree. It was good of you to listen to us, and I'd love you to subscribe to this podcast series and rate it where you download your podcasts. If you found this episode inspirational, please share it with someone you care about. You're welcome to go to my website, www.mariettsneiman.co.za, for this episode's podcast notes and for free articles and podcast episodes on love and intimacy, parenting, emotional health, and managing life's challenges. To follow me on Facebook, just search for Mariette Sneiman Journalist. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me and the music is by Mart-Marie Sneiman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9 